So here we are. I'm uh, again. I'm uh, going back to this gang stalking thing. Uh, you know, it's no big deal anymore. It's like they left me alone, I believe. Um, I'm sure they're still watching me because they look at my record and think I'm going to steal something or who knows, who cares. Anyway, um, even if they are, it doesn't matter. So what? Strain your eyes. I don't care. You know, I could care less. Stay out of my home, you know. But uh, if I ever find out, you know, I could take care of uh, necessary paperwork, but I just really don't have the evidence that anybody's really actually been in my place. So, um, aside from, I mean, I did come home one day and my, my microwave cover was broken in half, but you know, that could have just happened. Uh, uh, who knows why it just happened. You never know. Right? Science, right? Yeah. Science. But anyway, um, I was thinking about this, um, the gang stalking thing and I was, you know, <sighs> The more I'm talking days, months, years, I mean, whatever you grow, once you stop drinking and drugging, you start to grow mentally. And I didn't know I've been doing it since I was nine. So every chance I got trying to escape this life, you know, uh, but you start to grow. Once you let it all go, you start to grow and really nothing that anyone can do to you is going to really break you down as a human being. Um, there's really nothing, you know, once you've been through so much and then you come out of it, there's really nothing that can really break your spirit. You know, they can take everything you got. Heck, you've been there. So what? Who cares? So now you're free of, uh, responsibility. Now you're homeless. Yay. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Anyway, you got to be positive about things like that, you know? So anyway, I was looking back and I, and I was listening to all these other stories about these other people who had this gang stalking thing, but which by the way, um, I will reiterate that I had no clue what gang stalking, I, that phrase that those two words together, I had no clue what that was. Didn't know to look it up. Didn't know how to look up what was happening to me. But when I finally did, I find people with the exact same details and the exact same stories in the same areas. And I'm going, hmm, there's a pattern here. There's an obvious pattern. And these people, I'll say it's the police who are making it happen. And then I think to myself, why would the police do something like that? That doesn't make any sense, you know, because why would they want to be sued, you know, for millions of dollars for harassing people, you know? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. They've already been sued enough. They don't want to be sued anymore. Police don't want to be sued. I mean, why would they want to make themselves look bad by harassing somebody? So then, as they point that out, I start thinking back and looking back at when I was in Memphis, Tennessee. And, and I think to myself, you know, you, you see movies like this, but normal people don't go through this in real life. Um, when I called 911 because a police officer told me to get off his street. Um, by a certain time on a loudspeaker in front of like uh, bright is still sunlight, daylight, full traffic, hollering at me on a speaker. I'm homeless. I'm down and out, you know, and this guy is telling me, get off his street by such and such time. I'm not doing anything. I'm really not. I don't feel like I'm guilty of doing anything other than being an idiot and on a 
path that I was on for a long time to begin with. You know, it was just like, it was normal for me. I didn't feel like I, I wasn't victimizing somebody. So what? Like, leave me alone, you know? All right. Um, so anyway, I called 911 on this guy. And I'm assuming he got suspended for three days because three days later, he, he was gone for three days after this call. And three days later, he comes back. And I'm check out of this, I check out of this motel. I bring my bags out of the motel. He knows I'm homeless. I get this day. I'm, I come out of the motel. I bring my bags out. I sit them down on the, on the driveway of the motel right outside the doors. And uh, I guess we're trying to get our stuff together and figuring out what we're going to do. And he whips up. I ain't no loitering. No loitering. Ah, you got to go. No loitering. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just now checked out. Look what time it is. It was 11 o'clock. We had just checked out. Um, and so when I left Memphis, it wasn't because of him. I didn't even think anything of it. I didn't think they'd be watching me because of that. And it makes me think that maybe it all started there. Maybe that's what this was all about. You know, nothing's happened to me lately. Nobody's done anything to me. Nobody's destroyed my property lately. Um, so it's. Uh, aside from this morning, my phone, suddenly we start hearing someone, uh, someone like, like talking, like they're not talking. You can hear cars cranking up and birds singing, but it's coming through the part on the phone where you would listen. If you were on a phone call, I hadn't touched the phone all night. I come out here. It's not even on phone call or nothing. No numbers have called, no nothing, but there's this on the speaker. I'm listening to birds chirping like it's outside on my, the speaker of my phone. We're sitting here listening to this. This is this morning. <laughs> I'm like, who is, is somebody listening to us right now? I said something. I probably said a little more vulgar than that. I don't know. I like to offend people like that, but um, whoever was disconnected at that point. But I noticed it last night. The phone was sitting there, and I don't even use the phone. Nobody calls it because nobody has the number. The phone's just sitting there, and then suddenly I hear, like a CB. And then I hear, this morning, I hear the background. I hear birds and cars cranking. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And we sat there and listened to it for probably 10 or 15 minutes. Somebody's fan belt needed fixing. Yeah. Um, it was, mm, that's crazy, huh? Aside from that, uh, everything's been, uh, pretty peachy, but, but I was just thinking to myself, I sure hope it didn't start because of that. I hope that that's not the reason. I hope that that's not what followed me up here. I mean, aside from that being highly illegal, um, that's, uh, that's cowardly. I would hope that didn't happen. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because I was thinking about that and I really hadn't thought about it because I get over it. You know, you're trying to violate my rights as a human being. You know, you're telling me that I don't live on this earth, <laughs> that I'm not allowed to be here because I don't have anything. And so I don't like it. And I fight back the only way I can, which is to use the system just like you do. I'm trying to be legal about it. I can't beat you up. That's illegal. You know, besides that would be wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, you can't be upset at me because of that. Can't be upset with me because, and I've heard people that, 
get upset about felons who know the law and use it to their advantage. And I mean, come on, come on. What's wrong with using the system to your advantage? That's what it's there for. That's what you use it to your advantage. Both sides use it, the defense and the prosecution, you know, I mean, it's, that's what it's there for. But anyway, I just didn't like my human rights being violated. I felt like I wasn't allowed to be on earth or something. If this guy really thinks he's God. And so I felt like I had to put him in his place. It just really, really upset me. Um, this very same guy weeks earlier uh, had threatened to break my girlfriend's arms. Yeah, he called her a gook. She was Korean. Uh, he called her a gook, and I just kind of brushed it off. And he said the next time she had hollered harassment, he was going to break her arms. And first he said he's going to throw her in the back seat, and then I'm going to break her arms, and that's not going to be the end of it. I mean, that sounds stupid, but that's what he said. He looked like, uh, hmm, here's this actor, but I don't want to say his name. But he had like those mutton chops on the side of his face, balding on top with a little curly, looks like pubic hairs on his head. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I just thought I'd get that off my chest. I was thinking about that and, you know, got to watch some of these movies and I'm like, hey, is that where people get these ideas? They're doing it. They're watching these movies and taking ideas off these movies to play games with people. That's crazy. Surely not. Probably so, though, huh? Well, just thought I'd rant and rave at you for a minute. Um, everything's all good here. Uh we're blessed. Um, it's a beautiful day. Uh, and that's about it. Y'all have a great evening.